So hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 218. 60 minutes, of course, of live Q&A, where your questions really do drive the show. If you're watching over on YouTube, then you can find out much, much more about what we do over at APMG International on our channel. So do please give this video a like, share it with your friends and colleagues, and subscribe to find out much more. Ella today is over in the social chat. So if you're joining on LinkedIn or on YouTube, do type into the comments, let her know your name and, of course, the city from where you're joining. And she will post a link in for you to be able to vote up the questions that you would most like answered. And, of course, for you to be able to add your own as well. If your question is selected which many will be, your name's going to appear in the credits at the end of the show and quite right too. So do get those questions in early and stay with us to see all of that happening. Project managers continue to be in very high demand worldwide with Forbes magazine last year reporting 25 million vacancies will need to be filled in the coming year. And um, Salaries, they were saying, are soaring up to a median of $120,000 US. The US, Australia, Germany and the UK and Singapore, of course, all feature as very high demand countries for project managers. But did you know the highest rates of growth last year were actually in the continent of Africa from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, right down at the bottom, and also the United Arab Emirates. So how can we build our careers as project managers and learn more in 24? Helping us figure this out, it's a brilliant panel today, so let's jump in straight away and meet them all. Bina Champanaria joins us today. She's an accomplished project manager, and trainer and a coach, you may remember, who works, whose work rather includes the management of large projects for the universities of Bradford and Leeds. She's an accomplished host and facilitator, and she has a real passion for sharing leading practice. Welcome back to Level Up, Bina. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, uh, everybody, to join uh, all the viewers and all the panellists. I'm looking forward to some great discussions and learning a lot too. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks so much, Bina. Farahiba rejoins today. She is, of course, a product owner and trainer over at Aja, where she's built her business specialising in project management, IT governance and design thinking. A regular contributor, Farah works across continents, including both Europe and Africa. So welcome back to Level Up, Farah. Oh, really delighted to be here uh, for this episode and uh, the subject is really interesting today so I'm looking really forward to answering the questions. Yeah absolutely couldn't agree more. Jackie Hewitt rejoins. You may remember she's a senior PPM solutions consultant with QA here in the UK where she works with corporate clients to design and deliver bespoke project and program management solutions with a particular focus on learning interventions and workshops. Welcome back to Level Up Jackie. Hi, Nick. Great to be back with APMG, my favourite exam institute. Um, looking forward to today's discussion and hopefully we'll get some great tips out there for especially people who want to join the profession. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for giving us some of your time. I know you're extremely busy. Vainant joins. Um, Vainant Lenz is the lead trainer with Capgemini Academy. His career has spanned P3M consultancy, business analysis, change and agile methodologies. Um, I think it's fair to say in the last decade, he's had more of a focus on helping others achieve their professional development goals. And recent accomplishments include professionalizing P3M practices um, in a large financial services organization, IT department. So welcome back to Level Up, Vainan. Great to have you today. Thank you very much, Nick. And thanks everybody for looking at this Level Up. And I hope I can contribute with some good tips and uh, some pointers. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Vainan, and uh, welcome to um, to Level Up all the way from the Netherlands today. Dwayne Passman is the director and also the owner of Percipio Consulting with a background in working in the UK National Health Service. Dwayne has been involved in large-scale programmes and in his career has overseen more than £2 billion worth of investment in our health service. Welcome back to Level Up, Dwayne. Great to have you today. Thank you very much, Nick, and it's a pleasure to be back. And uh, hopefully um, contribute some to the answer to some very interesting questions that I've seen in Slido already. So hopefully I can add some value to that. 
I'm sure you will do. Robert Snyder joins. He's the founder and president at Innovation Elegance. His career has spanned multiple roles, including those of project manager and change manager. He's an author as well in his own right. And I'm enjoying at the moment reading his book, which is called Innovation Elegance. Um, it's a really interesting read. Um, the, the subtopic is Transcending Agile with Ruthlessness and Grace. <laughs> it's, it's a really good read, actually. So welcome back to Level Up, Robert. Great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me back, Nick. And I just noticed a great connection between the program Level Up with the title of today's topic, Become. And I just love the congruence and reinforcement of those two terms, Level Up and Become. Thank you very much indeed. It's a really great observation. Thank you. Um, joining us and completing our on-screen team today is our question master, Laurie Quackerbush, who joins us from uh, over in New York in the US. Welcome, Laurie. Great to see you. Thank you. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much indeed. You see lots of people already joining online. We'll give you a shout out, folks, in a few moments. But to get us going, Laurie, I think we should jump straight in and let's have our first question to the panel, please. Absolutely. Our first question comes from Ray. Ray says, do you have any tips that would help me be more effective as a project manager with distributed teams and virtual teams? Okay, Jackie, why don't you start us off and then we'll hear from Vainan. Yeah, um, there's a lot we could say here. Of course, there are, there's a lot of tech these days to help us. And we all know about things like this, you know, Zoom teams. But for me, one of the first things is being considerate of time differences. Yeah, making sure that you meet at times, especially if you're international, that work for everybody. Um, but yeah, I think you have to work a bit hard at the people's skills. Yeah, so you really have to make that a focus. Make sure that it's inclusive. Seek good feedback. Yeah, if it's working, if you're especially in very disparate locations. Um, so gather and seek feedback and just think about what channels work for those people in different places. And I'll leave some space for everybody else. Thank you so much. It is very good. We've got a, a really packed panel today, so we really do appreciate that. Thank you, Jackie. Great start. Um, Faina, your thoughts, then we'll hear from Farah. Yeah, so um, I have been working with uh, some distributed teams uh, in India and in the US, uh, actually. And the time difference, as Jackie said, is, is very important to take into account, especially for yourself as a project manager, because you will find yourself working from 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. In, uh, if, if you're not uh, careful. Uh, and your people skills, well, meet everybody. Uh, via uh, Zoom or, or Teams or whatever you would like, but at least make sure that everybody knows who you are and be uh, have a low threshold. So let people be aware that whenever they ask you a question, whenever you want them to do something, you are there for them and that you have their back. Indeed. It's such an important yep. part about making yourself available and accessible. Uh, to people yep. and to remain responsive throughout. So thank you very much indeed, Vainan. Uh, Farah, your thoughts, then we'll go to Robert. Thanks. Well, that's a really interesting question. I mean, there is no miracle recipe, but what works for me is to set short-term and realistic goals uh, because you're going to be, let's say, less in contact with those people, especially if you're in several countries or multiple countries. So setting short-term and realistic goals would make you uh, able to, let's say, define whether those goals are at, uh, achievable by the people, whether they have questions or not. Uh, also be crystal clear, repeat, uh, enable Q&A sessions. Uh, do not hesitate to give your own contact in case people would need any, let's say, uh, additional information or anything that needs to be tackled with you. And do not, uh, let's say, um, underestimate uh, the need to create a relationship with your team by planning interactive moments like coffee breaks, even if it's through Zoom or whatever tool you're using. Thank you so much indeed. Um, thank you very much indeed, Farah. Uh, great advice. Robert, your thoughts, please. Then we'll go to Bina. In two words, minimize isolation. In a distributed team, find the one or two people who are most at risk of feeling isolated, overcompensate, and listen to them intensely. 
Thank you so much indeed. It's a really succinct way to put it. Thank you very much indeed, Robert. That's um, super helpful. Uh, Bina, your thoughts, and then we'll go to Dwayne. Um, word, words say effective project manager. There's lots of ways you can be an effective project manager, but I think this question really focuses on communication where you've got people that you need to work with that are split in different countries, different locations. So it is clearly about communication. So it's about how do you communicate with, you know, what's this two-way communication you're going to use? Take into account the, the timings. People could be living in different countries and so on. Um, but syncing that communication and where possible, try and have, a, have kind of a, a meeting where people can join or join online. But I think what is also important is that social cohesion. You know, we need to work as a team. How do we how do we get social cohesion? You know, how do we get people to sort of work together, to talk together, to talk to each other and not feel isolated, which is, I think, something that uh, uh, one of the other members said about not feeling isolated. Yeah, most definitely is. And, you know, building that across time zones, across business cultures, across, you know, belief systems and so on is a huge challenge for those individuals who are working multi-site or multi-country. Dwayne, final thoughts on this one. Thank you. I'd I'd support um, everything that everyone else has said, particularly around those who might appear to be the most isolated. If you're having a number of virtual meetings uh, or a number of team meetings in person, um, the, the quieter people um, who might appear isolated or um, at the edge of what's going on. And I would agree with Robert, re- really, really focus on them. Um, and I think you'll create dividends from that because the more that they open out, the more that others will see that happening, the more they will also feel invested in that person as well. So I'd agree with all that. And I would also say, uh, as a project manager working with distributed teams and virtual teams, go out of your way as an individual to make sure that you have that contact with your teams, whether they're up the corridor, 3,000 miles away, uh, or at the end of a, uh, a computer. But please make sure that you invest in them and whatever you're doing, speak the objectives often and reinforce them every time so that everyone has a shared purpose. Thank you so much indeed. That sense of community, that sense of belonging, value and purpose all are great ways, of course, to uh, build. And some excellent hints and tips there from the uh, the pros, <laughs> you know, here we've got some really experienced folks on this panel. So hopefully that's given you some value um, to be able to think about. Let's jump over to our audience. These are our producers, of course, who really do shape the show, drive the show entirely from the questions that they raise. Gwen is joining us today from uh, a sunny Surrey here in the south of England, or at least I'm assuming that it's sunny um, today. So welcome, Gwen, um, onto the show. Uh, Boleslaw rejoins. He is, of course, a regular viewer and contributor in the social chat. So we'll look forward to your um, contribution today. Thank you, Boleslaw. And Victoria joins us from Lithuania. And um, it's brilliant to have Lithuania represented again. We often have colleagues from Lithuania who are joining. So really wonderful to see you online today, Victoria. And Aisha uh, joins from up in the northeast of England in Newcastle upon Tyne in the UK. So excellent. Thank you very much indeed, um, everybody who's joining online. If you have a question, you need to get it in pretty quickly today to the panel. So please do Introduce yourself in the chat as Ella is recommending and um, let us know what your question is. Start your question with uh, letter Q and we'll pick it out of the chat really quickly for you. All right, very good. On that note, um, Laurie, I think we should move on. We'll take our next question to the panel, please. Absolutely. Our next question comes from Jenny. Jenny says, apart from those with the title of project manager, who needs project management skills? Okay, Bina, start us off on this. Who else needs project management skills? I think we all do. Everybody does, actually. I mean, when you think about it, when you're doing your own project, whether it's building a house, having a new kitchen fitted, having a wedding, whatever it is, that's some piece of work that you need to get done. And you want it to be successful. You want to manage it. So therefore, having some project management skills would certainly help. So I would say 
in short, everybody. Okay, thank you very much indeed. I do remember somebody, was it you who was um, ran the, the workshop that was Project Manage Your Life? Can't quite remember. Um, it's the name of a yes. webinar. Right, okay. Yes, <laughs> so there you go. Yes, and I was talking about my, my house move, a country move actually from Holland to the UK, and that was a project. Exactly. Right, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much indeed, Bina. Uh, very good. Farrit, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Vainan. Thanks, Nick. Well, uh, I totally agree with what Bina has just said, uh, and I do feel exactly, let's say, the same uh, the same things. Um, in my opinion, I would say that project management skills is a kind of intuitive skills. Uh, basic project management skills are useful in every job, whatever you are in uh, the, um, let's say, goods industry, whether you are in civil engineering, whether you are in IT, knowing how to identify actions and owner, uh, knowing how to deal with risks, knowing how to communicate would be needed, whatever you're doing, whether you have the hat of the project manager or not. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, whether you wear that hat or not, whether it's explicitly or implicitly, um, this is the kind of thing that we're talking about. Thank you so much um, indeed. I uh, appreciate that, Farah. Bainan, your thoughts on this one? Well, um, <clears throat> the point uh, is obviously uh, if you are the project manager, who else needs to be able to see what you are doing so that they can understand and uh, anticipate on your actions? Um, and looking at that, I would narrow it down a little bit. I totally agree with the former speakers, of course. But if you are in your project management environment, I would say that at least somebody who is supporting you, like the project support uh, officer or uh, a PMO or something like that, they should know at least what uh, project management skills are necessary. And also the people who are actually taking decisions that are uh, receiving your escalations, they need to know what you as a project manager are capable of doing and not capable of doing. And they need to know and have project management skills, of course, otherwise they can't see what you need. Indeed. Thank you so much indeed. Um, really appreciate that, Bainan. Uh, Jackie, your thoughts and then we'll go to Robert. Well, I thought I was going to be controversial and say everyone, but Bina totally stole my thunder there. <laughs> um, but you no, know, it's well, it just shows I'm right, doesn't it? Um, you know, so in our personal lives, we have projects. We do garden projects. We have extensions. We do things like that. We might organise a social event like a wedding. But bringing it back to the workplace. There used to be quite a delineation that people would talk about between a line manager and a project manager. And it was said that they needed different skills. And yet a project isn't business as usual. But what I would say is to manage a business, you have to manage change, change is projects. So I think everyone in a business needs to know about project management. If you don't change, you die today. So everyone needs to be doing it. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, um, Jackie. Completely agree with that. And uh, Robert, final thoughts on this one. I'd like to offer up two metaphors or projects, symphony and a seat at the table. Projects, project teams are a kind of symphony. If you want to be part of the symphony, recognize the synchronization and the different roles in a symphony. If you want a seat at the table, you need to grasp project management skills because you are one of multiple stakeholders. So I would love the audience to think of those two metaphors, symphony and having a seat at the table. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Well, thank you very much, panel. And a great question, Jenny, um, to keep us on track with thinking about you know, how you metamorphosize, I suppose, um, into the role of project manager. You may already be seen by others as a project manager, and um, it's just not necessarily on your business card. So let's press on. I can see lots of live questions now coming in from our audience. So, uh, Laurie, if we can, we'll move on. We'll take our next question, please. Sure. Robert, I think you'll like this question. This is a good one. The uh, question is from David. David says, sometimes I hear how a project manager is kind of an orchestra director. Can you elaborate? It's often used, isn't it? That little icon of the conductor at the front, you know, facing the musicians and so on. Um, uh, Robert, um, you were you were quick to volunteer there. Why don't you give us your thoughts on this? 
I think all the culture traits of an orchestra, symphony, and the performing arts, they apply to our teams. And the list of culture traits is absolutely endless. It's listen, it's balance, it's synchronize. Uh, you, we need understudies, we need substitutes. There's a go-live event. It's customer centricity. I'll stop there. But again, the, the culture traits, the habits, endless parallels between symphony, orchestra director, and teamwork. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Thank you very much. You might come in myself uh, on this question a little later. Um, let's go to. Um, uh, I do apologise. <laughs> let's go, let's go to Dwayne. Thank you very much indeed. And then we'll go to Bina. Thanks, Nick. And 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 I agree with that analogy. And I've actually used it myself um, when uh, when pitching what a what a program leader or a project manager does. Um, and and actually, I used Hugh Jackman from uh, The Greatest Showman um, in terms of bringing together a very diverse troupe to achieve something special. And I think that's uh, so. I think it's a perfect analogy. You are a, you are an orchestra director, and and as well as that, as a project leader, you've got to be the greatest showman. You've got to go out there, sell the project to everyone, all the stakeholders, constantly, and make it relevant to them. Yeah, absolutely right. Thank you very much. He had a, a very high risk appetite, if I remember the character in that movie. Um, but nonetheless, I completely so agree with the I. bit about yeah, with with the bit about pitching and so on. So uh, I really do get that. Thank you um, very much indeed, uh, Dwayne. Appreciate it. Bina, your thoughts, please, and then we'll go to Jackie. Yeah, I was just thinking when you think of an orchestra, orchestra director, the 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 they're being watched. Everybody's relying on that person for the tempo uh, and and you know what to do. So everybody has got their eyes on the orchestra director, and the direct, that person, let's say the PM, has to have their eyes on what's happening. They have to see, you know, are we in sync? Are we? Is anybody falling behind? Has anybody got a problem? So there has to be that sort of mutual. Um, well, respect and communication, uh, and, and as I say, all eyes are on the PM. Uh, otherwise, if the PM puts his sticks down and doesn't doesn't do anything, uh, as in an orchestra, then everybody stops, kind of thing. Indeed, yeah. absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed. Um, appreciate that, uh, Jackie. Your thoughts, then we'll go to Farah. Yeah, thinking about how many people there are in an orchestra, and as a project manager, you know you've got a team and you've got to bring all those people together in a coordinated way so it's a bit like juggling plate juggling almost and one of the essential ingredients of course and it's part of the triple constraint that we project managers love to talk about is timing yeah and isn't that a you know getting your music right isn't so much about timing it absolutely is, isn't it? And, and keeping that rhythm and keeping that cadence, we might use the word cadence in business, but yeah. keeping the rhythm going is super important. And of course, um, most musical scores have their quieter moments. And it's the contrast between the quieter moments and the uh, crescendos that um, is very much uh, life on projects, isn't it? Projects and programmes. So thank you very much indeed, Jackie. And uh, Farah, your thoughts, please. Thanks. Well, I'll add something up uh, to what uh, uh, to what Jackie has just said. Uh, I wanted to add up the idea of harmony that the project manager needs to, let's say, um, put in place with the team. Uh, project managers are dealing with tens of people, hundreds of people, and sometimes someone would make an error. Sometimes someone would feel like they have done something by mistake or whatever. And the idea behind the product manager is also to ensure that everyone goes well and that there is this, uh, let's say, psychological safety that would ensure that no one is going to blame you. Okay, there is a false note. Um, it's not a problem. We're trying to find the harmony between all the people around uh, the table. So it's not a problem if there is something that goes wrong, whether uh, it's from one person, a bunch of people, that project manager would work like an orchestra director because they're trying to find that harmony with all of them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The last uh, musical metaphor um, that I'll relate to you is that whilst the conductor usually knows the score really well, and can interpret the score to bring in the best of all of the different sections of the orchestra. What they don't do is place the baton on their pedestal and wander off and start playing the violin or the timpani or the trombones or the individual instruments. So 
be restrained when you're managing a project that's your role it's not necessarily to be the first violin okay very good let's move on then and uh take our next question for the panel um laurie what have we got coming in okay our next question is from amar this is a great question amar says how did you land your first project manager job and what are some roles a prospective project manager transitioning from another field should aim for yeah it's a really good it's a live question as well from our audience today um so thank you very much indeed for asking it so landing your first project management job uh Vaynant, why don't you start us off please and then we're going to hear from jackie okay so my first job actually became project manager of writing project management software at uh a company which is called Gassini in the north of the Netherlands. Uh, and that was because I was a planner and I knew how planning should be made. Mind you, this was in 1988 somewhat. So it is a little while ago. Um, and what I found as a manager of PMOs, etc. nowadays, I see that people who are business analysts are also project management. So as a business analyst, you can transfer to a project manager, but also working in a, as a pro project support officer and having all the knowledge uh, that you already have necessary as being a good project support officer, you can easily transition on. I would say everywhere where you are in the world, in any job, you can actually transfer into project management. Thank you very much indeed. What a great story as well, that your capacity for something, your aptitude for something, and then translates that into, you know, um, the journey towards becoming a project manager. That's really great. Thank yep. you, Fainan. Um, yep. Jackie, you're, how did this happen for you? And then we'll hear from Dwayne. Yeah, I think what helped me was showing, just purely showing an interest in the role asking my boss questions and enthusiasm and, and sort of like a hunger to, to do new things and volunteering to take more stuff on. Um, and I think it just became known as a fairly safe pair of hands and then got given the chance. Good stepping stones for me coming from IT, being a business analyst, you know, or, or in these days, maybe a product owner, scrum master, those kinds of things, um, or working in a PMO doing sort of some of that sort of admin and whatever, and you learn about how your organization likes to sort of gather the data, what they're doing and supporting PMs. That's a good way in. Absolutely right. Volunteer, show enthusiasm, you know, join in, take part. All great traits, of course, of high-performing individuals. Uh, Dwayne, how did you arrive at the role of, of project manager? Was that something that you set out to achieve or was it something that you evolved into? Uh, entirely accidental and evolved into it. I have a degree in astrophysics and then went on to be um, uh, leader of the student body um, uh, uh, as an undergraduate um, and then went into a, a, a job as an interim immediately after that. That had two major projects going on, a bar and a coffee shop. Deal with the bar for a moment. Uh, and of course, uh, as, as you start the new university year, that is the that is the week when you're going to earn a lot of cash out of your bar. So it was a hard stop. It was like doing the Olympics. And when I walked into that project, even I could see with no training that it was not going to hit where we needed it to be. So within a very, very short period of time, like a week, I had to understand waterfall diagrams and uh, contract law, really sharpish. And we did get there, but it did involve me painting some of the banisters in the bar um, at about two minutes to opening time. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, so, they were they they were presented in the right way. Milestone met just with a little warning: please don't put your hand on the wet. Paint, exactly. And from then, I just applied for another job in the NHS, and that was it. And that's where I stayed since 1987, oh, just doing and project so management. Very good. Thank you so much indeed, Dwayne. Um, uh, excellent. Bina, um, your journey, please, and then we'll hear from Farah. Well, I didn't study project management, that's for sure. Years ago, I actually studied fashion and then ended up in CAD, working for CAD-CAM manufacturers delivering training. But my first kind of project role was uh, project support. 
uh, for a construction company where we were based at the customer site uh, and we had about 10 project managers. So my job was to set up a project support office, you know, set up the IT system, templates, documents, all the admin. And that gave me a good insight into what project managers do in construction and what they needed. Uh, and that was a very, very helpful way of introducing me to projects. Um, later on, I did work for a, a company selling um, EPOS, electronic point of sale systems. And every installation that we did at a customer site was like a project. So yes, transitioning from project support onto project manager, uh, different industry. But yeah, these opportunities just came and I took them. Absolutely right. It's about that, um, you know, seize the day, seize the opportunity, be enthusiastic and you never know where it's going to lead. Um, final thoughts on this one, Farah, please. Thanks, Nick. Well, for me, it was accidental as well. And I've been in the industry for over 10 years now. Uh, it all started with a manager that, uh, let's say, trusted uh, my envy and me wanting to manage a topic from the beginning to the end. He said, you have a good idea. Let's work on this all together. And he was a kind of mentor to me. So I would say if you feel like you want to do something like this, even if you don't trust yourself at the beginning, well, work with someone else, someone that is experienced and will give you the envy to do so. Hey, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. Um, excellent. Very good indeed. So, uh, uh, Amar, thank you so much. Just trying to uh, pick up there. The font was a little bit small um, for me as I'm advancing in my years now. Um, but what a great question. And it's spot on, actually, for today's event. So thank you so much for asking it. I hope that we've given you some food for thought there. The great project managers, well, actually, um, the broader your background, the more interesting you are as a project manager and as a PM. And don't feel at all constrained by you know, um, not understanding the industry that you're in, because that kind of stuff can be learned, all right? Uh, but having the aptitude to do this stuff and the enthusiasm and the drive and so on, all of those things, if you've got it, then, you know, start to make a use of those talents. Um, Laurie, let's move on. If we can, please, we'll take our next question to the panel. Sure. Next question is a great one, very thought-provoking. It's from Robert, says, aren't project failure rates high? Why would I want this job? <laughs> well, it's a great question, actually, especially when you've been doing it for a little while. Um, you do wonder from time to time, why is it that you actually volunteered to do it? Uh, Vaynan, I'm sure this has never happened to you in your career. You've never had a moment where you've thought, oh, crikey, what did I get myself into on this <laughs> particular project? And what are your thoughts on this? Of course not. No, I never have had. Uh, every project worked like clockwork and everything. No, of course not. Uh, but if you're afraid of failing, you will never succeed. Yeah. So you need to take some risks sometime. But uh, I, I would like to argue that project failure rates are high because I don't think so. It's just depending on how you define failure or success. Uh, and as long as a project is stopped in time or is coming to an end and delivers a change to the business that is actually giving the business uh, uh, benefits, then it's not a failure. Maybe it's not exactly what you would have uh, set out to do, but in this agile world now, agile projects never deliver what they set out to uh, deliver. They deliver what is beneficial to the uh, to the organization. So uh, no. Project failure is high. I don't think so. Just redefine failure. Thank you very much indeed. And experience is something that you learn usually, as the Chinese proverb says, when yeah. you're looking for something else. So you're absolutely right. Thank you, Vainan. Um, Thank you. So, Jackie, your thoughts on this? Why would you become a peer? Great, great question. Um, yes, projects do fail. Um, high, we can always argue how many, but isn't that the reason? It's difficult, it's the challenge, it's winning. Um, every day is different, every project is different. That's what makes it interesting and a great career. It's certainly true, isn't it? If it's straightforward and simple, then lots of people are doing it. If it's a bit more tricky, that's where the interest lies, I think. Um, Dwayne, final thoughts on this one before we move on. Uh, thank you. Um, project failure rates appear high. Um, I would point you to, why would I want this job? It's because you can do interesting stuff. You can learn. 
You can work with other people. You can play nicely as long as that works for you. But what I would point to is how, how big things get done by uh, Bent Floyberg and uh, uh, Dan Gardner, which came out uh, back end of last year. Really, really interesting analysis based on huge number of, uh, of projects analysed. And I wouldn't say project failure rates are high, but there is a fact. So what Bent um, has looked at is the fat tail of failure rate. And they come in the really high profile, really, really complex IT and construction areas where perhaps you might not have scoped the project quite as well as you might have done. So one of the, um, one of the comments in the book is um, uh, plan flow, act fast. So make sure you've got enough information on which to implement the project rather than dashing straight into it. And I think that's why sometimes project failure rates are high. Thank you so much indeed. And um, every pretty much every consulting blog, um, management consulting blog on the internet will say projects fail at an, an astonishing rate, said the consultancy that were brought in to figure out why. Yeah, charge some big fees. Um, <laughs> not that those two things are ever related, of course, um, but no. make of that what you will. Um, thank you very much indeed. I think one thing that is self-evident now is that um, people need to be more realistic. You know, uh, if you're a project manager and you're not a planner, um, I would say find a planner on LinkedIn, build your network, and find out what a planner is like, and then you realise, oh my goodness, there's lots to work. To learn rather in planning. Talking about that, let's jump over to the social chat. We'll uh, say hello to a few more folks. Um, thank you very much, of course, to everybody who's been joining us today. Let's have a, um, a quick look. Um, Mark joins us. Uh, Mark Rosner, it doesn't say where he's from, but um, you're very welcome to join today, Mark. Great to see you online. Richard Campbell is joining. Now, um, Richard, you may remember, is a huge champion of agile thinking, not just mm. in software, but also across business, project management, and so on. So he's a fascinating speaker and a regular uh, contributor to Level Up. So hi, Richard. Great to have you online today from the Agile Business Consortium. And um, finally, we're going to say hello to uh, Berger, um, who joins us from Milton Keynes um, here in the heart of England in the UK. So excellent. Very good. Thank you so much. Um, Laurie, I think we're going to have to pick up the pace a little. So let's press on. We'll take our next question to the panel. Sorry, Laurie, we can't hear you at the moment. Apologies, rookie mistake there. Our next question is from Tabaru. This is a live question that just came in. This question is, I have just passed the Agile PM exams. Can you advise me on the next steps to start working as a project manager? Well, it's a good question, isn't it? Because you know, you've just got your first qualification. So you crystallize that attitude into evidence. Uh, Feynman, what would you recommend to get somebody going? Well, of course, uh, when you have uh, passed the exams, you have the theoretical knowledge. Uh, the first thing that I would do is find somebody who's working in the field a little bit longer and has been working with agile teams and just learn from that person and then go on and say in your organization, I don't know if you're in a consulting organization or, or uh, as, a, as a member of a regular company, but uh, if you are interested in then going forward as an Agile PM, just make it so yourself heard and, and let people guide you through the first, uh, first project. So, find a buddy, learn from that person, and be aware that you don't know everything once you have passed your exams. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. Uh, Bina and then Jackie. Well, first of all, I'll say well done for passing your exams. It's a great certification. It's one that I teach as well, so well done. Um, I'm not sure if you are already in a, in a PM role or you want to start working in a PM role as an organization, but let's say that you're already working for a company. Um, and you want to be a PM, then then observe what's happening at the moment. Are we already using Agile or will you be introducing Agile? Uh, and, and as was already said, you know, see what people are already doing. If you're going to be starting from scratch and you want to introduce Agile, 
you've got to do it slowly because remember it's not just about um you managing the project the organization also has to understand agile so you need to see the the organization's attitude and culture towards agile if you want to introduce it and of course small steps small wins quick wins first of all but yeah well thank done you. thank you thanks very much Aditi. yeah absolutely congratulations and if it's an agile pm badge then um connect with me on linkedin or indeed any of the panel actually because we'd always we would all like to um wish you well and celebrate your digital badge online as you post it on linkedin so please do do that um let's hear from jackie and then we're going to go to farah yeah, I agree with uh, everything that's already been said. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, you might not actually have a job right now. So of course, the first thing is get it out there on your CV, um, put it on your LinkedIn, all of that good stuff. Um, if you are already working within an organization, maybe you can actually um, go and find yourself a role more as a, a working as part of an agile team, as a team member, or even a scrum master or something like that. So that's another sort of option to consider as a routine. Thank you very much indeed, Jackie. I appreciate that. And uh, Farah, final thoughts on this one. Thoughts about you've passed your exam, you're ready to go, locked and loaded. How do you make that first step? Well, first, I would say do not wait for the big, shiny project uh, that will help you to be the best project manager into the company. Just grab one project that will be, let's say, even a small one. Do not underestimate projects, never. There is no small projects. All of them would help you to learn and to be a better project manager. So do not wait for the shiny one. Yeah, I completely agree with that. In fact, if anything, what you want to do is you want to start modestly and rack up some success you know generally um success breeds success in a way so if you're able to do small engagements and small projects and things and get things delivered and so on you build your reputation and you can you can say those magical words on your cv that you delivered you know project x or project y and so on so it's a fantastic feeling so very good luck um Tiberu, um <laughs> on your journey towards project management. Looking forward to welcoming you in a few years' time to the panel, or even in a few months' time, actually, to share your experience, perhaps as an early career project manager, as you move into that arm of the profession. It would be great to hear from you about you know what life is really like. It'd be fantastic. Excellent. Very good. Um, Laurie, if we can, I know we've Time is working against us, so we're going to have to go super fast now, panel, please. Laurie, can we have our next question? Absolutely. Our next question is from Karak. Karak asks, can you advise on any specific qualifications and or training resources that may help develop this in my project manager expertise? Well, there's uh, a real uh, smorgasbord to select from here. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a few thoughts from the panel, um, perhaps one each, if that would be all right, to kind of start us off. I'm sure lots of people will have some thoughts on this. Um, Feynman, what would you recommend? And then we'll go to Bina. Well, if, you, if I only can say one, uh, not in Agile, uh, but in general, Praxis Framework is a great a framework uh, which is also uh, exam examined by uh, APMG, of course. Yeah, thank you very much. And if you've not heard about it, um, you may not have heard about it, but there's a QR code on the screen there for you to be able to look up and um, look online. Uh, it's it's free online all the time, the actual framework. So super useful resource for you. Thank you, Vernon. Yep. Um, Bina, yep. your thoughts, please. Then we'll go to Jackie. I'm not going to... Uh reel off all the list of all the certifications, but talking about learning and being aware, um, go to events, you know, read, listen to podcasts, look at local community groups and so on. There's lots of ways of learning, you know, uh, of course there's certifications, but I wanted to focus on other ways of learning as well. Yeah, it's a good point actually, because community of practice is a very important thing for project managers. Management is a verb, so you need to do things. And if you're amongst like-minded professionals, then you're more likely to be able to adopt leading practice in real life, in real time. So thank you. Um, Jackie and then Dwayne. Yeah, I was going to mention practice. Again, my thunder got stolen. Um, but bringing it broader, obviously attending events like this, perfect. 
you know, um, online events and also things like Project Challenge, going to things like that. You can pick up a lot of tips. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, those live events, short one-day type sessions are actually jolly useful and often free for early career professionals. Not always, but often. So it's definitely worthwhile looking those up. Um, Duane, final thoughts on this? Two very quick things. The Association of Project Management, that's a, that's a go-to place um, to get the resource and to get professional accreditation. Uh, the other one would be if, if you're unsure, um, get some guidance from your colleagues on LinkedIn who may have some experience that they can share with you. Hey, thank you very much indeed. Um, yeah, there are various groups that you can join, some of which end up being a little bit you know, as a kind of sales uh, engine, don't they, some of these groups. But there are other ones which are truly excellent. Um, I would recommend, I said it a little earlier, I'm going to say it again, connect with the panel. You can find a link through to our personal LinkedIn profiles uh, via apmginternational.com. Just go to the events page, look up today's event, and then you'll be able to click through and link with us on LinkedIn. So we do welcome professional connections. We don't welcome... And by the way, would you like to buy one of these? All right. So do think about that. Happy to coach, mentor and support. Um, so very good. Thank you very much, panel. And thank you to Carrick. What a great question um, for um, us to really focus on around the qualifications and so on. Um, let's move on. If we can, we'll take our next question to the panel, please. Great. Our next question is from C is from Arun. Arun asks, what tools would you recommend to a project manager? All right. Okay. So thank you, Arun. And um, there's such a range of tools to select from. Robert, any personal favorites that you have that you could recommend? I like the online repositories. Uh, I've heard of M Miro, sorry, Mural, Miro, Confluence, Jira. I think those are all worth looking at. Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. I would say in the digital age, you know, it's very, very important that you keep ahead of technology. Um, when I started my project career, it was Lotus Notes. There you go. Now that probably dates me somewhat, but we have two or three people on the panel thinking, no idea what that is, and two or three others who know exactly what it was and how terrible it was as well. And um, let's move on. Baylor, your thoughts on tools, and then we're going to hear from Bina. I'm going to be very controversial and say the best tool that you can get is your own mind and your own uh, pragmatic way of thinking and looking at things. Try to bring things back to your own organization, your home. And if you can manage it there you can manage it uh, in your company also yeah it's, Sorry. it's certainly certainly true isn't it it's one of the most popular pages on any project management website are the templates okay to download but i, I would say make those templates your own it might be a good starting yeah. point for you but through um put your heart into it and you will find what's going to work for your situation. It's very important. Um, Bina, your thoughts, please. And then we'll go to Farah. Robert's already mentioned my favorite tool, which is Miro. I absolutely love using it because it's got so many templates. It's got templates for agile project management, workflows, mind maps, whatever. If you're a visual learner and you like to plan visually, then Miro is fantastic for that. So, yeah, that's my favourite. That's what I'm using quite a lot now. Hey, thank you very much indeed. And, and it's a brilliant facilitation tool. And I would say, actually, one of the things that we need to learn more of as project managers are facilitation skills, because we're often in a situation where a meeting or a discussion or a decision is kind of blocked, all right, because of one reason or another. And we need to be able to help unjam the jam and move things forward. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Farry, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Dwayne. Well, uh, if we speak about facilitation and um, engagement of people and of project teams, we can even use tools like Slido. 
the one we're using here for the questions. There is Slido, there is Manimeter uh, that can uh, help you to gather all the questions from your audience, from all the people around uh, your project team, and make sure that none of it is for forgotten or none of it is not taken into account. But just keep in mind one thing, the tool must not be a burden for your team. Uh, if just a bunch of sticky notes is necessary, we'll use just a bunch of sticky notes. Uh, if uh, a specific and really complicated tool is needed because your sector is really complicated or the topic you're dealing with uh, is really, let's say, risky, we'll use it. But do not overburden the teams with a Absolutely. lot of tools. Absolutely, that's right. You you want the tool to be uh, the catalyst for getting something done and not an exercise in learning by itself. <laughs> That's really important. Thank you very much indeed, Farah. Excellent answers, um, everybody on the panel. I think if we're super fast, we can sneak in one last question. We're just going to take a couple of answers to this one, please, panel. Laurie, um, let's take our final question for today. Our final question is from Dr. Harabi. He asks, are negotiation skills important for a project manager? All right, Jackie, why don't you start us off? And then we'll hear from Dwayne. Essential. <laughs> That's it. Essential, not only for external suppliers, but internally getting resources uh, with your project board. Just essential. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Um, absolutely essential. It's a great question though, isn't it? And you don't often think about this, do you, as a, as a project manager, classically? But in real life, it becomes absolutely your lifeblood, um, as Jackie mentions. Um, Duane, your thoughts, please, and then we'll go to Vainan. Uh, I think they're essential as well, uh, because um, al although people think of project management as being quite binary, um, I don't. It's always on a scale, because there will never be an absolute answer, which saddens me as a, as a physicist. There's no empirical answer. Um, but um, at some point, you've got to find um, the optimum path forward, which might not be the, your starting place. So you've got to negotiate your way to that. And coming back to the earlier question about um, other skills and tools, those sort of softer people skills, emotional intelligence, um, complete and uh, 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 absolutely making sure all the time that you're authentic as, as a project manager. I think those are all absolutely crucial to underpin the skills that you develop over time. Thank you so much indeed. That would be, um, that's really, really important. Final thoughts on our final question, Vainan. Yeah, I totally agree with Jackie that it is absolutely essential. Mind you, you are always working with stakeholders and stakeholders always want things to do, be done yesterday or differently than you uh, can achieve with your team. So be aware that you always need to negotiate with the stakeholders to get the best result that you can get. Also agree with Dwayne, all the soft skills that you can manage to encompass, can sharpen, can use, please do so because you all need them. As a good project manager, you will need all the soft skills that you can get. Absolutely right. Thank you so much indeed. Well, wow, it's been an, an, an eclectic episode um, today with quite a large um, audience online, very engaged with us as well from all around the world, actually, um, I think. So let's hear our closing remarks, if we can, reflections on today's event. Um, Bina, if I may, I'll come to you first and then we'll hear from Robert. Yeah, sure. If you want a job that's full of variety, maybe full of surprises where you're always learning... Uh, and you're also having to keep a track of what's going on in the outside world, communicate with people, then you should definitely go for being a project manager. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Bina. Uh, Robert, your thoughts, and then we'll go to Vaina. I'll return to the title of today's events, How to Become a Project Manager. As you grow into the role of project manager, remember what the extremes are so that you can avoid them. And the extremes are team rigidity, and then, I don't know, team fluff, nailing jello to the wall. So, so the middle ground, I call this expectation setting factory. Uh, I love the paradigm of the performing arts because those ensembles are really, really skilled at just continually setting expectations, meeting expectations. And so I, I'd like to leave the audience with that, that metaphor. 
of an expectation setting factory. Thank you so much indeed. I uh, really appreciate that. The expectation setting factory. Uh, I can see that as a title for a future book. Thank you very much indeed, Robert. Vainan, uh, um, your closing remarks on today, and then we're going to hear from Dwayne. Well, I would like to give a tip to everybody who wants to become a project manager and is uh, keen to become a good project manager. Remember, it's not your project. It's the project of your organization. It's not you who's being failing. It's the organization that will be failing if you don't get the change in. So be aware, it's not your project. You are only managing it. That's, that's really good, isn't it? And also, even if it goes well, if you remember in the, the Roman era, there was somebody whispering behind um, the successful general um, uh, during the victory parade. And that's quite an important piece of humility to consider as well. Uh, Duane, final thoughts on today, and then we'll hear from Farah. It was, in fact, remember Caesar, for thou art mortal. Ah, um, somebody used to whisper in Caesar's ear. Uh, on the victory parades, but um, uh, certainly in in becoming, you know, how do you become a good a good project manager? I mean, I think, I mean, this has been such a great panel to to be part of to hear some of these insights from from people who have such such deep experience and and understanding. Um, I suppose the other question is why, and I think the why is how can you make a difference? How can you make a difference? to your surroundings, to your society, to your world, by doing big stuff that gets us all a benefit. And that's the most important thing to bear in mind whilst you're working on a project is what benefits are the public, are citizens going to accrue from this? Thank you so much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate that. Thank you for the uh, the leap back into my classical education. It's really helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, Farah, your thoughts, please. And then we'll hear from Jackie. Thanks, Nick. Well, I would say that if at some point you want and you feel like you want to be a project manager, be ready to learn, be ready uh, to feel, uh, let's say, uh, people around you to create relationships. And uh, there is uh, one quote uh, that I wanted to end with. Uh, it's a quote from Dennis Waitley, if I'm not mistaken, that says, expect the best, plan for the worst and prepare to be surprised. And <laughs> as a product manager, just prepare to be surprised because there is no routine. Absolutely right. Every day brings new challenges, new opportunities and so on. And absolutely agree with that. Uh, Jackie, your thoughts and then we'll hear from Laurie. Yeah, um, I think why today's session has been good is it's been a lot of practical tips and advice rather than just theory. And I think that's always important. We can all go and read books, but it's actually hearing the practical tips. And I'm going to end on a bit of a pun. We've been talking about orchestras and hopefully as project managers, it's not orchestral manoeuvres in the dark. We've Very got these tips that, to help us. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. It's always a, always a better idea to switch the lights on. I think. Um, so very good. Thank you very much indeed. Laurie, it's been fast and furious today. We really appreciate you uh, being in the thick of it and figuring out, you know, which questions are coming in and who we're going to go to next and so on. Your reflections on today? Wow, what, what a phenomenal show today. I mean, what a great group of questions and the comments on social media. Um, thanks everybody for the engagement. This is a wonderful, wonderful show. Okay. Um, excellent. Thank you very much indeed. We really appreciate it. Um, panel, on behalf of all of our producers online, great job. Um, we thank you all for giving your, us your time so very generously. And also on behalf of the panel, to everybody online today in the audience, uh, fantastic questions. Um, you really do drive the event. So if your question was asked, then watch the credits at the end and you'll see us thank you for that personally. Um, Let's uh, have a little think. Over on our website, of course, you can search for the answers to more than 2,100 questions um, of, that have previously been asked on Level Up and all of the other APMG events. 
Um, it's totally free. So do have a look over there at those. And also, of course, you may listen to the audio versions of the shows on your preferred podcast platform as well. Just search for APMG International, level up your career, and you will find us really easily. Coming up next week here on Level Up at 8am in the UK, we're going to be looking at how to facilitate like a pro. You heard some of the panel today talking about that core soft skill that's very, very important. So join us for that. And um, before Friday, we're actually going to shift gears a little bit. And it's a local language episode. It's in German. And it's talking about how to become a business relationship manager. So that's a, a conversation that's really worthwhile recommending to any uh, German speaking colleagues. Um, it's on Friday, 1500 Central European time, um, 1400 hours in the UK. Monday, the 5th of Feb, well, we're going to return to the world of project management and explore managing agile projects. Okay, don't forget, head over to the YouTube channel, give this video a like and subscribe. Really does help us out and helps others to find our content. And if you'd like, just ask us and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you too can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a great weekend.